At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Good morning, traders and investors. It's time to wrap up the week with none other than pre-market prep. We're going to go ahead and take a look into the market. We'll see, of course, today everybody's going to be talking about Ryan Cohen selling out. We'll talk a uh, about uh, Bitcoin trading under 22,000. We got some earning reports to cover. Applied Materials, Deer, Foot Locker, Bill.com. Uh, there was a recent security kind of question there in Apple. We'll take a look at that. Amazon Prime Video, the home for Thursday night football. Maybe I'm just thinking about football and why I wanted to cover that. But definitely smash the thumbs on up. Are you guys ready for pre-market prep today? We got... Our special guest, Todd Gordon, CNBC contributor and founder at New Age Wealth Advisors. Let's dive in today's show. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, traders and investors, let's bring on the guys. Joel Conan, Dennis Dick. How are we doing uh, today, guys? Good. We're doing okay. I, I like in that intro, you kind of got the you got the little baritone going there a little bit i like you, that you know I, I got that deep bear tone in me. <laughs> all right we got i wonder what dennis wants to talk about but we we'll, we, we'll we, we didn't we gotta start the stream mitch 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 we didn't start the youtube stream what do you mean of course i mean it's it. not going and the chat saying it too that we're late but we're not late it's going but i'm looking at the youtube stream and there it is there it is come on come on what do you think i'm ryan cohen what happened <laughs> What happened? What do you think? I'm selling out to the guys? No, for real. For real. It didn't have any. It just started just now. It just, it just had a little lag. Sometimes there's a little the lag. We missed everything. Look what at happened? everyone. You're late. You're mad. Look at that. Fired. Wow. What a rough We're trying to here. figure out what happened. I don't, I don't know, know what happened either. I, mean, I didn't refresh. It just didn't start on time. It, Mitch was there. He was on time, but the YouTube. We didn't hit start it, on time. but maybe. We'll call StreamYard after, you know. Well, you know what it is? It's the uh, YouTube algorithms. 
they're trying to figure out where to send our show to on a worldwide, a global basis. They're now sending it to the metaverse. We're down 37 and a quarter handles, kind of a week close. This is the lowest we've been all week. We're making a new low on a Friday here. So this would be interesting. Market must get off the mat here. Uh, as I said, down 37 handles. Crude up again, down again, down a buck seventy at eighty-eight forty-one. Uh, gold at a three-week low, down six forty at seventeen sixty-four eighty. Silver working its way towards nineteen, down thirty-one cents at nineteen fifteen. Bitcoin, holy macro, highly correlated to Bed Bath and Beyond. That's down nineteen eighty at twenty-one three fifty-five. Ethereum futures, they're down $170, $167.50 yeah. at $17.02.50. So, you know, um, you know, you talk about the news, you look at the news, and I, I have triple BY up on my screen, and yeah. I am uh, looking at it, and I'm like, okay. I didn't I didn't have any of my, my news platform up. I'm like, okay, uh, Ryan sold. And I immediately texted Dennis. I said, Dennis, uh, lay off Twitter. Well, he didn't listen. He's all over this. Let us get going on it, Dennis. This is just, hopefully this is not symptomatic of what is going to happen in the overall market. I, I don't think it's, and some people are saying this has caused the overall market sell-off. I don't think that's the case, but I do think it's obviously caused a sell-off in GameStop. It's obviously caused smaller sell-off in AMC. Um, but some of, the, some of the high short interest names are getting hit here as well today. Um, so you do have that spillover. Obviously, direct related is, is the GameStop because of Ryan Cohen. Um, the news, obviously, Ryan Cohen, if you were on a desert island last night, Ryan Cohen has sold his entire stake in Bed Bath & Beyond. And I was looking through, he actually, on, on Twitter, they were handing out and showing um, the different sales. And he sold some at 29 some at 27 some at 26 Looks like most are between 18 and $29. So he had some really good sales. Should be a, he should be a day trader. He timed that top pretty well. Um, at least on some of the sales. So he's he obviously uh, has jumped ship, and that's making everybody in Bed Bath & Beyond jump ship here this morning. It's down 42% getting hit. I do not think it's a coincidence that Bitcoin is having its worst day in about a month right now. I don't think this is a coincidence. I think you have a lot of people who, you know, the FOMO chasing stuff like Bed Bath & Beyond. I think it's, there's a lot of overlap with some crypto investors as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Bitcoin sell-off is directly related to the Bed Bath & Beyond hammering this morning. What else is there to say? Ten. I'll just give you guys the pre-market low, ten bucks, just under ten is where, and that's just probably shorts bringing it in here. So that's it. I, I certainly hope. And I was going to say this the other day was, I mean, I sure hope that the people that listen to this show, I, I sure hope that it, you, you're trading this and that you make money and you get into some kind of other investments. Maybe you should have been at the webinar yesterday. Just. Do something else because if you may, if you're fortunate to make it out of these kind of stuff, man, just put it in the bank. And I certainly hope that like no one got caught. And well, but know, well, we chat. can hope that all we'll we want. There's obvious. a whole pile of bag holders in this thing, yeah. Joel. I mean, he's I'm just concerned about our chat, our people. That's he sold a hundred thousand shares of twenty nine. There's another person on the other side that bought a hundred thousand shares of twenty nine. You know, yeah, so exactly. I mean, you you look at that and you just think. You know, shareholders are the bag holders here. I mean, he had a tweet from, and I want to read his tweet, and this is all I'll say because I'm probably going to get heat because it'll still be the Ryan Cohen defenders. But I was looking at this tweet that he had from June. And in the tweet, 
he states, I'm going back, I'm going through his Twitter following right now if I can find him. Ryan Cohen. Okay, I'm looking at his tweets now. He doesn't tweet a lot, so you can find it fairly quickly. Go back to June 29th, and he tweets, I'm sick of seeing failed executives make millions in risk-free compensation while shareholders are left holding the bag. (laughs) This is is uh, interesting commentary. That's the worst what he, type of people. Yeah, here, I can retweet it. I'll retweet what he said. I just retweeted if you want to read it for yourself. I mean, what did you just do, Ryan? What did you just do to everybody? Everybody else is holding the bag here, too. You sold to twenty. You sold some shares at 29, 27. I mean, you talked about the long, you know, being in this long term, the stock gets, you know, this pop because you disclose your option sale and he sells into it all. So it's disappointing to me. To be honest, I, there's going to be some people who defend Ryan Cohen here still. Um, I don't did know he how. do something illegal? That's to be determined. I, I honestly, I, I highly doubt he's going to go to jail. People are saying he's going to go to jail. I doubt it. I mean, he just made a hell of a lot of money, so he's been able to lawyer up anyways. But, you know, unless he's, you know, trading on some inside information, disclosed it, it looks like he kind of dotted the I's and crossed the T's. But, I mean, he's jumped ship, and now everybody else is left holding those bags. So exactly what he tweeted. He's now made a lot of bag holders in Bed Bath & Beyond. All right. I'm going to jump in with some information here. So, of course, he sold on Tuesday and Wednesday at ranges between 1868 and 2922 per share. He made about $59 million on this transaction. Um, also sold the call options uh, that he had. So, it's completely out. And I think, you know, this is the worst type of a person the person that acts like they're on your team they act like they're on your side but really they're just trying to make a buck off of you um and and that's exactly what happened here i think you know who gets left out of this is of course a lot of retail um just getting screwed here and that's the simple way to put it uh so little guy the little guy little guy and you know what you get left you get a left like, uh, did you guys ever see that episode with uh, Homer Simpson and Krusty? That's how I feel like we're right now. <laughs> I'll show you guys the meme here. But I was too busy selling out. If you guys have seen that episode, check out that episode. That was one of my favorite episodes. Uh, of Ryan, Krusty, the Clown, Cohen. Oh boy, there we go. Oh, I'm gonna take right. heat That's what I feel comments. like. It. You know what, though? I didn't take any heat. I was giving Bed Bath Beyond and Ryan Cohen some heat last night on Twitter, and I didn't take any heat last night. You know, nobody was saying because everybody's saying, oh, he just filed. It doesn't mean he's going to sell. And literally, you know, he was selling. He was selling it all. So, I mean, that's the point. That's where we're at. Bed Bath Beyond down to $10 here. It's not coming back to 30 anytime soon, I don't think, unless Ryan, maybe he's going to rebuy Joel. Maybe he's a trader. Maybe, you know what will happen? He'll come in and rebuy it all now, and then it'll pop again. <laughs> that's not off the table. Maybe that's going to happen here, too. Uh, yeah. It's oh, not man. off the table. What if he comes in and buys it all again and discloses, oh, he's bought you know, the whole thing back in? Will it pop up to $30 again? Now, that's not off is, the table that he could rebuy the shares. The question is do AMC traders, right? Of course, because uh, that's kind of their leader right there. Do they start getting to the point where they're like, well, I don't like you anymore, Ryan. I need to get out of this now. GameStop, you mean? Yeah, GameStop. Yeah, GameStop. Well, it, all of them, to tell you the truth. I think at the end of the day, now you might see that flush out now. 
I think this might well, have been the final right straw. now. Do they come in and just buy the dip on these stocks again? I don't know. Bed Bath and Beyond bounced right where you thought it would. I tweeted it out last night as it was getting there. It was hitting the ten. It was they were hitting the ten bids, Joel, and it was big size there, and it bounced off of it. So um, BBBY bounced right at ten. We'll see if the ten can hold here today. That's your line in the sand. That's your major support. It's ten dollars. I mean, the stock was up thirty-two days ago. You're talking about a ten-dollar support. So if there's support anywhere, it's ten bucks. But I, I don't even know what to say on this whole issue here, other than I think he sold out too. So I'm I'm not a fan. Not a fan at all. And um, let's go towards the Bitcoin talk, though. I do want to point to some Bitcoin stocks. Uh, Bitcoin trading under 22,000. Uh, Bitcoin dropping fast, pulling down the minor stocks. So watch out if, for Riot, Mara, MSTR. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch here, but they're definitely oh, getting hit hard in the pre-market coin. Oh, part man. of that. So just be careful on those as we're starting to see the kind of Bitcoin not being able to hold up. It's been very quiet Bitcoin here for the better part of two or three weeks. And as the market has been going up, did you notice this, Joel? Bitcoin was not participating. Bitcoin had its good run in July, but really in August, it's kind of was flat for the month. And now all of a sudden it's starting to sell off. And we were talking about this a couple days ago. You could read the tea leaves. You know, you had some risky stocks like ARKK starting to break down okay, two man, three yep. days ago. S&Ps were still holding up, making new highs, but ARKK, which was your leader on the downside, you've got to look at your leaders. We talked about this yesterday in our webinar. It's follow the leader. ARKK was the leader all the way down for the markets in the first half. Now, all of a sudden, it's starting to roll over here, too. You get stocks like Block or Square, whatever you want to call it. You know, it's down at 77 here now. You're starting to see rollovers in some of those leaders there. Now, you're still seeing strength in a lot of different stocks. Semis were really good yesterday. Semis had a great day yesterday. But there's still that, mm -hmm. you know, those those high, those names and, you know, the, and, I've been pointing AMD and NVIDIA are not those names because they actually make money. The high software. growth names that don't make money. Software names, a lot of those, those software application names like Snow, like. Uh, the ones that don't make money. Yeah. I mean, well, well Snow that, right? Look at the too much soft and Snow yet. And it's Snow is going to report next week. That's one thing to consider, too. We talked yeah. about that in, in the webinar, too, and, you know, the positive. You know that sometimes stocks are strong ahead of those reports but you just look here i start seeing you know cracks we're seeing cracks now and then the, and then you gotta look at the big picture here we can go into fed speak here now i mean we, we we've given this picture a million times on the show we're still even though we top tick maybe inflation 8.5 is still high we haven't even really gotten into quantitative tightening yet you know they haven't even really started it yet so you know we had quantitative easing for a fill like a decade and, you know, now we're going to try to go to quantitative tightening. It hasn't even really started yet. So, I mean, the Fed is against this market. And if you're buying stocks, you're fighting the Fed. So, I mean, this rally, this recent rally, was an absolute gift. You know, we can go to Apple. This move in Apple, I've already hedged my Apple. I hedged it way too far ago. I should have held on, obviously, for another two, three weeks because it's just continued to climb up. I was scared of the earnings report, and obviously that didn't matter. Stocks is gapped and continued to go higher. So way early on that, but I've hedged my Apple because, you know what? It was 23 or 24 times earnings. I hedged 26 times earnings now on earnings that are inflated, I think. Like earnings that, you know, not, not necessarily Apple, I guess, inflated, but there's a lot of earnings that are inflated here right now from that whole reopening. People were rah, rah, spend, spend. You start getting tighter. That yield start coming down. So, I mean, 26 times earnings is not cheap for Apple whatsoever. Five years ago, it was trained 12 times earnings. So, I mean, now you're valuing those earnings twice as much. I don't know. 
So that's why, you know, I'm using this opportunity to raise cash. We know my long-term account. I'm almost 50% cash here now. Um, and I'm just comfortable there. I was, you know, I raised up, you know, and bought more stocks back in June and July. But the, those those stocks ran. They had good moves. So time to ring the register on those, that everything you bought back in June, July, in my opinion. Now, again, are we coming in selling the day we're down 40 points? Because they're probably coming to buy the dip again. You know, we again, just reiterating. Buy dips, sell rips. If you're looking to get out of stocks, you wait for the rip to sell. We've had rips, rips, rips. And I'm coming in today and selling when you're 40 handles in the hole. And everybody's going to say, oh, Dennis was bearish on the show. And we rallied up, you know, to 426 or 427. Well, you know, we were, I, I was bearish. You know, I have, I'm telling you, I've been wrong for about a week and a half, two weeks here now. I started getting bearish at 412. And then I went bullish for a day because of CPI. And then I sold out most of my stuff at 420, 421. So, I mean, we're almost back to where I started, you know, from, you know, where I'm thinking ring the register. But I think we're on rips. I think you got to be raising cash. All right, let's continue going. Let's get into it. Now, one thing I do want to give you guys a little bit of a warning out there is that FOMC member Barkin will be speaking at 9 a.m. So uh, just keep that one on your radar as you get into the open. Don't want to see anyone get caught and wondering, what's going on? Why is the market dropping? Well, just keep it in mind. It could also maybe get a little boost, but we'll see what happens there. Let's go towards our earning stocks of the day. Let's get into applied material here. Um, adjusted Q, uh, Q3 EPS coming in at $1.94, beating the $1.79 estimate. Sales at $6.52, beating the $6.28 billion estimate. Now seeing adjusted EPS for Q4 at $1.82 on the low end, $2.18 on the high end. The estimate was at $1.94. And then also kind of trying to increase the sales outlook on the high end to $7.5 billion versus the estimate at $6.5 billion. The report was fine. The problem is you've come into this whole area of resistance here and it couldn't yep. get up there, there on the go. report. 111, 112 is you know where you've topped out here for a month of August. And then after hours, we can't get up through that area either. If you can't get up through an area, then you think, okay, well, you're on a weekday here. I wouldn't want this thing to lose the 108 27 close because then there could be a reversal day on hand for applied materials. But it's already traded a lot of stocks, a lot of a lot of a lot of shares here. So you know, maybe it's it's kind of where it wants to be. It did report at four o'clock last night. So there's lots of hours of trading and it's holding up well considering the market is down. Um, and you do have a lot of chips reporting next week. NVIDIA is going to report on Wednesday. Um, so, you know, that can be a catalyst to hold the stocks up as well. But, again, I mean, it's been a pretty good run here. Applied Materials was $82 back in July. Yeah, going over one, going over 112 here to 113 and change. That was, that was a big move. I, that kind of surprised you. Just look at all those daily daily highs in that area going back to the most recent high at a 111.65. So we'll give you that area, uh, 112. And then also, this could be interesting here for me off the open because your, your bid right at yesterday's high, and you did have um, a high on Tuesday right at this area too. So, you know, you could get a pop. I think if I got a pop though, even I'd, I'd get out there before, you know, that 111, 80, 112, if you, if you get that quick pop off the open. And then as always, Dennis said, you know, you got a stock traded down, traded up, traded down. You don't want to see it go red. 
Um, they can't to defend the clothes and uh, it'll be, uh, you know, needs to hold that, yeah. Get, yeah, needs to, needs to hold the clothes, but uh, not a bad report trading. Definitely, uh, you know, percent half better than the, uh, than the spoos. So holding up fairly well for now. Let's go to the deer report because it's the let's most go. interesting that was one. The, that was the one I was going to Dennis. Let's get it. Sales at 14.1 billion beating the 12.78 billion estimate. Uh, that now net income they see for full year 2022 at 7 billion and 7.2 billion on the high end. Prior guidance was at 7 billion to 7.4 billion. Uh, deer here. Jeez, wow. The earnings miss though 616 versus 669. That's a headline miss. Um, I, I, there's there's issues here still in supply chain as well because my parents bought a John Deere riding lawnmower back in April. They just got it last week. It was four months to get that riding lawnmower. So there's still issues here Ooh. with getting your, you know, getting the stuff on time. So, I mean, maybe that's excess of demand, but I think it's just, you know, there's shortage in, in, in different parts. And, you know, and you got to wait and you got to wait. It's a different world we're in. You know, it used to be a job, you, you buy your lawnmower, it shows up at your house the next day. Now it's four months later they get the, the John Deere lawnmower. So um, that's not great. But, Looking here at the stock price, I mean, you're getting a dip. It's a loved stock. You know, do they come in and buy the dip? Well, they already have started. I don't know if this is one they're going to buy all the way back, like an Estee Lauder type deal. But, you know, if Kramer says something, you never know. 340 <laughs> it's already 15 bucks off the high. So, yeah. I think if you're coming in now, it's like, oh, you know, deer is cheap. I'm going to come and buy it now. Well, it was, if you were up two hours ago, it was $340. It's already <laughs> rallied $15 from the high. So, now he's kind of stuck in the middle. You know, you've gapped down. It's a disappointing report. Now you've bounced back up here. I think it's kind of just stuck in the middle. I think I'm a no trade on this. Uh, what you're going to need to look at, I'm going to give you a little bit uh, longer term numbers here. You had a, a trio of lows. It's called 362.50. And I would almost get into yesterday's range. So that that's your major resistance. And I'm not looking for any kind of rally until it goes bid above that level. Then on the downside, you got a little carried away when it went to 340. Um, if they start to take it out pretty good. I mean, there's another daily low here at 48.59, but when I give you guys a level, I'd like to see at least two lows in the area. So if I was looking at to pick this up on the cheap ahead of the pre-market low, I'd be I'd be hawking uh, 343. So there you go. 343 to 362 and a half potential trading range in Deer and how's cat already reported, right? So this is uh yeah, you see you do and good point there, Joel. You get a muted out the hat. You get a muted response and sympathy when you already had the that they've already reported, but you're still seeing a sympathetic move here. It's down three bucks here. Cats right up that 200 resistance. I mean, this stock's market's trading technically right now here, Joel. This is your cup of tea. I mean, look at the 90 day on the cat. 200 was support back in May, a little bit, you know, or a couple bombs there just below it. Then we took it out in June, went all the way down, obviously, to 167. Then we bounced up. We tried to get over 200 back on the 29th, but we couldn't do it. Got to 199.49. Now we try and try and bump our head up against it, and now it's looking like it might not make it either. So, I mean, 200 major, super-duper resistance. I don't buy stocks at resistance. You don't? Only when they're breaking through, and there's no breakout here to be seen. Let's go to Foot Locker. Let's see if you were buying the shoes. Foot Locker EPS at a dollar and ten cents down from two dollars and twenty-one cents year over year. 
Sales at 2.06 billion, missing the 2.7 billion estimate. Footlocker CEO Richard Johnson to retire. Mary Dillon uh, appointed president and CEO. Footlocker sees full year 2022 adjusted EPS at $4.25 on the low end to a high end of $4.45. Consensus was $4.42. Comparable store sales decreased 10.3% year over year. You know, yes, it's it pops, baby. Doc, Joel, I think the bottom line is this report was not great, but the stock is just so cheap. I think it's trading what, like six, seven times earnings? I mean, I we've expected, you know, I think they've been expecting the worst from Foot Locker for so dang long, you know, that we're all going to buy direct, you know, from Nike and we're not going to need Foot Locker anymore. And it just hasn't materialized. The stock just continues to hold up. So now you get, I don't know if there's short interest in this thing or not. I can go take a look at that. Let's see. 11%. So it's not that's right. like that much. That's, that's something now. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say on Foot Locker. I actually had a position on this one going into the report, and then it, it reported, and the numbers didn't look that great, but it ripped higher on it. And then it dipped down quickly. You can't see it in the first bar, but all in that first bar. It went to 35, then went down to 31. Then they ripped it higher, and now it's fine. It's home at 39. It's it's a kind of stock like you just say oh yeah this is irrational I'm going to short it and then you get your beats so I'm not going to come in here and short this I will say forty dollars yeah. is just a number again so exactly. forty dollars like, is a huge number for this like like Cisco like fifty was the yeah. number in Cisco yeah yesterday. and it didn't go through fifty Joel it didn't this, go the fifty dollars hit on the kisser so I'd yep. do the same thing if I was long this thing. I'd probably ring the register at 39 just because I think 40 is going to be tough. I wouldn't stick around for the last 20 or last 60, 70 cents here. And and obviously, we almost kissed it there in the pre-market already. I think it's a natural spot for the stock to stall at 40. But sometimes Who these knows? things, you know, it's got some momentum going. And people are like, maybe a little bit of WTF because it didn't feel like it was that great of a quarter. But I don't know. They're ripping it anyways. Yeah, this is a, this is a tough one here. Uh I just keep, I mean, if I, there's no way that I could buy it at, at any level here. And if I was, I had a large long position and today, I would just be, I would just be throwing stock out at like 39 and a half, 40, 40 and a half, 41, just the more, you know, would stacking it with just more size, more size. And then, cause eventually, I mean, this is, this is a big rip. I think the one the the bullish thing, um, it's really hard to buy shoes online. I mean, I do it, and I always end up sending them back, man. You got to go into the store. I know everyone's worried about that, but, man, I got to go into the store. I got to put them around. I got to walk around with them. I'm no just, one goes to stores really, anymore, Joel. Come I on. do, man. And then I, if not, I end up I, like I bought these other shoes the other day, and I'm just like, oh, man, I got now I got to get the return package and everything. So I don't know. I, I, shoes is one thing. I, I mean, clothes or whatever. I, I mean, I, whatever. I'm not a huge. I guess. Shopper. I guess they didn't like Richard and like Mary because uh, it look looks like it at least uh, from that reaction. At least from the report, I don't see anything that really gets it up there. But what Dennis stated there, I think, is an important thing to notice. The PE forward at seven point two. That definitely makes up. And if you look at the industry average, it's about fifteen point two. So about less than half of that uh their forward pe and so hey who knows maybe this is kind of more of a value play here down it, well it is a value stock for sure so 
Uh, talking about value stocks and talking about stocks that um, just breaking news here, 8 o'clock a.m., right when the show started there, General Motors reinstated their dividend. And also, and also um, talking about buybacks as well. Said under their existing program, they can buy up to $5 billion. So talking about resuming their buybacks and have reinstated a nine cent quarterly dividend, which I feel like is a lot less than it used to be. I'm just going off my memory, but that's only 36 cents a year. Um, I feel like the GM dividend was a lot higher than that before, wasn't it? I did. I, I mean, it's good they're reinstating the, a dividend, but it doesn't sound like it's the dividend that they used to get. So, a lot, full disclosure, I'm long some GM. Know that. Yeah, it used to be, um, from what I'm seeing on the calendar, it used to be 38 cents. Years ago, it was only ever 38 cents. Okay, so it's about the same then. So, yeah. I thought years ago it was like four or five percent dividend, though. That's what I'm trying to get. Like, that's like a one percent dividend only. So, yeah, I could show you right Someone here. Someone said it was 3.8. Uh, yeah, it used to be more. You got to go back probably even further back, Mitch, before. Here you go. I got it here. Remember, yeah. see, like four percent, three percent yield. I, I think it was higher before, so I don't think this dividend is as high as the, as what they used to have. And the stock is getting a lift from it, um, not much. So, Joel, what's the pre? I, we, nice. Yeah, talking. I mean, you just you just uh, you just peaked your head over forty. Yeah, uh, the initial the algo probably uh, the initial it. algo jump. Yeah. But for me, I, I would have gotten done at thirty nine seventy five. I mean, there's just three tops there. There's another top here at 39.64. So resistance is resistance. I mean, it did take it out in the pre-market. I'd still be hawking 39.75 and probably some paper at 40 as well. That's what you came down. But de- you know, definitely good news. Uh, opening into resistance on on a down day in the markets. Take those factors. I'm in not that excited about it though. I mean, nah. okay, I get a nine cent quarterly dividend. It's not that's like not boom, right. you just went, you know, back to a three four percent dividend. It's like oh, it's a one percent dividend. That's not your annual yield. I'm just not that excited about it. So I think the initial algo pops like, oh, yeah, you know, dividends, buybacks. It's like, yeah, it's not that great. And think about the buybacks. They're fizzling here, too. Home Depot, the same thing last night. Now it's $15 billion buyback for Home Depot. Stock popped up significantly on that news, up to 329, almost 330. And now it's come back off, obviously, overall market hitting it as well. But it's barely up here on a day they announced a huge buyback. One yeah. thing to keep in mind, at least in autos, is Tesla not partaking in the rally yesterday could start dropping through. We're keeping a close eye on that 900 level. Yeah, I mean, it had its run. I mean, it had a great run, you know, ahead of the market, kind of peaked out, you know, with the market um, earlier in the week. So, I mean, it just, you're at what, 650 uh, to begin July? You're at 950? I mean, come on. That's a big move. So yeah, losing nine hundred today, uh, down thirteen sixty one. Now nine hundred was looking like support. Now it's flipped into resistance. All right, let's go to bill.com as it's getting some good raise here. EPS at a loss of three cents, beating the loss of thirteen cent estimates. Sales at two hundred and two million, beating the one hundred and eighty three point one million estimate. Bill.com sees Q1 2023 revenue at 208 million on the low end, high end 211 million versus the 187.6 million estimate. So really higher than kind of the estimate there, even on the lower end to 208 million and also sees full year 23 revenue at 955 million on the low end, 973.5 million on the high end estimate here also getting 
beat pretty badly here. I mean, that's a good sign there for Bill.com for their full year 23 estimate at 879.68 million. You're still getting these crazy moves and, and, and it seems like not necessarily crazy, but really big moves in stocks. It seems like every day, like yesterday, what was it? Wolf, was it a W-O-L-F, Wolf Speed? Wolf, which yeah. just had a, yeah. such a huge wolf. Which has had a huge move, eighty eighty seven dollars up to one hundred and twelve closes on the high. I mean, fading some of these moves has been, you know, fading the initial move on some of these has been pretty disastrous. I mean, you think, okay, well, it's overdone in a hundred yesterday, Wolf. Then it opens up at like one hundred two, and then it runs another ten bucks. So, I mean, these thinner stocks, like you know, and, and Bill is a thinner stock, they can kind of do anything. So, I'm not just coming in here and saying, oh yeah, this is irrational. We're in a bear market. Let's short this. I mean. It's not one of those markets where selling the you know the on the initial pop has you know there's been some follow through sometimes so danger Will Robinson I'm just staying away. Uh, you do have some 15 minute support here, uh, minor support. So you want to hold 172.50 area. That's what I'm looking at. Two and a half bucks above that. And then I just gonna if I was long today and I was not out there in the pre market, I have a little bit of a, a sell zone for you. And that sell zone comes, uh, you have a, a pair of highs, it's on one, 177, and then the other high goes closer to 179. So let's go right in the middle, 178. That's what I'd be looking for on a pop. And then, of course, you know, get a look at your pre-market high. But uh, don't know where to buy it, but can definitely identify some resistance for you. All right, let's talk about the Apple and what seems to be advising out there is an immediate update to iPhone, iPad, and Macs to protect against a pair of security vulnerabilities that allow attackers to completely control their device. Um, Apple said that there are credible reports that hackers are already abusing the vulnerabilities to attack users. Um, it's always seems like there's a hacker somewhere here. Obviously, the stock doesn't seem to care whatsoever. It's not even down as, as much as the Qs are. I mean, QQQ down 1.14%, Apple down 0.93%. So it looks like to, to me that the shareholders don't care. I saw this headline break last night, and I shorted the stock on it, and then it didn't move. I was like, well, I don't care about this either. So I just covered it. And I mean, it's still the same. You can say, oh, well, it's moved down $1.62. But the market's moved down. It hasn't moved. And it's actually performing relatively well to the overall market. So they don't appear to care about this headline. I, I care. It doesn't sound great. But I mean, Apple is just getting a pass on everything right now. They come on fast money. They all preach sell it now. You know, all four panelists are bearish. The stock goes down for about an hour and then starts to come back up again. I mean, this stock. I don't know if there's money managers permanently buying the dip in this thing, but it seems like this stock is getting a pass on everything right now. I got a new iPhone, uh, I believe, last week and uh, did the conversion. It took some time probably because I probably didn't do it right. But you know what? It it was acting weird this morning when uh, when I, I uh -oh. wonder. Yeah. I you don't got know. hacked. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to forget about this. This is like you know, sometimes you get a trend line and it just bothers you. Well, that that trend line bothers me because I couldn't because <laughs> I couldn't get it right. I mean, I know there's a steep trend line in here, and and let's just make it really steep. Let's wow. Let's do go a lot further back than that. That trend. No, line but you got to go because it takes it too far down. 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It looks pretty straight to me. You take that trend line all the way all there. the way down. No, but it yeah. undercuts some lows. So you know what we're gonna do? Let's uh yesterday it stopped. Let's just go to the dailies, your old numbers. Uh, you haven't taken out your two-day low. Have you taken out your two-day low? Yeah, 172.57. So I don't think right that's there. a relevant number. It, if if this is bad news for Apple and they're going to hit this thing and the market's going down today, then you should get a look at 171.50 because that splits the parallels from Monday and Tuesday. If they're just going to – if this is now going to be just another free pass for Apple – then you won't see that 171.50. Your rally back, and I'm sure a lot of people would like to see unchanged in Apple. And that was 174.15. So there's your support. Potential support, potential resistance in Apple. Let's get Todd Gordon. Let's go. Let's get him on right here. I'm sorry about that. Was just getting a little message for a little bit later. Let's go into it here. Bringing on our special guest today, Todd Gordon, CNBC contributor and founder at New Age Wealth Advisors, and one of the best backgrounds there. Let's go. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. <laughs> Good morning, guys. How are you? This guy Good looks morning, great. He, 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 I tell you, morning. He looks great. Like the background, his mic's always awesome. Nobody more professional than Todd Gordon, I'll tell you that. Oh, you guys are too nice, man. I mean, <laughs> listen, we sit home, you know, we're buried in these offices. Why not have some fun? I mean, the yeah. hardware side of this, I enjoy it. I don't know. It's fun. With like the, 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 the at-home worker, like we have access to such good technology now, man. Why not have fun with it? That's it. Okay, we got to ask, what do you think of this whole Bed Bath Beyond fiasco here? <laughs> the rally up from 10 to 30. Oh, Cohen's bought options, and he Cohen's with us. We got Cohen, and then he dumps it all into it. And now, obviously, the stock's back at $10 here. What are your thoughts here on all this? I've given some thoughts, and I think some people like it and some people don't. But what's Todd Gordon's thoughts on the whole Ryan Cohen Bed Bath and Beyond fiasco? I love it. I, I hate to say it. <laughs> I love it. Um I don't want to see anyone get hurt. Like obviously anyone listening to you guys, uh, any responsible, you know, real trading out outfits with capital on the line um, have been warned, but it, I did, uh, I just tweeted about it earlier. I did CNBC talking about bed, bath and beyond. Like it was April 12th and I was just going back and, and, and I said, listen guys, be careful. Everyone's everyone's saying, Oh, this is the turnaround story because Ryan Cohen's involved and you know, his is going to be the best investment. This and GME. And I said on air, I was like, guys, be careful. You're playing with fire here. And I got 
skewered oh, on yeah. Twitter. And and then they brought <laughs> it over to the Reddit boards. And I was like, I literally had like second thoughts about uh, what am I doing here? I mean, I got destroyed. And then on those, sorry, on those freaking Reddit boards, I wrote a bunch of responses and then the moderators took them off. Oh, no. Like, like I, I, you can't. Like you haven't posted enough, so you can't. I, I wrote them like, dude, I'm the one being skewered, and it, it was, it was such. You can't a, even defend yourself. You can't even defend yourself. <laughs> it was crazy, and I'm just like, guys, you know. I mean, look, you guys are, you know, you guys all traded through. I mean, I was indoctrinated. I remember like '98, '99. I was day trading on an AOL dial-up modem, internet stocks, and one. There was a few, you know, bought at five and went to twenty dollars within a couple minutes, and you know, trying to get an execution. Like, but you know, I got skewered, and that was my rite of passage. And these guys are going through it now. But yeah. I mean, you know, just it's crazy how many people. And I think it's kind of symptomatic right now. It's August. We're halfway through. It's quiet market, low volume. Yeah. You know, we have sort of on the tail end of earnings season here. Meme stocks are back, and then Ryan Cohen pulls this, and I hate to see people get hurt, but. Man, do you just listen to professionals been through this long enough? Like, you should. I say good, you know, good for him, good trade, uh, but it's nasty to see. I don't know. I hope that's not too. Yeah. I, I you, you hate to see people losing money, but at the same time, there was so much risk involved with this. I mean, when you're buying stocks and, you know, that are going from $5 to $30 in a week and a half because Ryan Cohen bought some options, I mean, you got to analyze your whole investment philosophy here. We're going to I mean, squeeze them, Todd. We're going to squeeze those shirts. I mean, this is rah, I mean, rah, cheerleading. And you know what? This stuff usually ends in tears. It really does. I mean, you you are literally swimming with some of the the the, the, the biggest sharks, with the, the, the most nimble. I mean, they, they don't owe you anything. And these you know, just listen to the message boards. Get behind and say, Ryan Cohen's is the best turnaround story. And somebody came back to me. He's like, you have no idea what you're talking about, GME. And Beth, Beth, Bed Bath and Beyond are the best investments. All I just like, dude. Like, oh, it's it's I don't know. I, I it's the rite of passage for newer investors coming in. Too much time at home, sitting in front again with all this fun technology and access to markets we have. But nothing's changed in twenty years, man. I I saw this back in '98. Like you guys have seen it. Like yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's, it's deja vu all over again. But uh, uh, I didn't know you were you were getting down and dirty on the Reddit boards. But uh, Todd, we had you on over a month or so ago, and uh, you know, you, I can honestly say, you know, you, you took the bullish, you know, the bullish side of the market it, that that we had had the turn. Uh, we are coming up, and now we're starting to see. You know, it's hard to call it a turn until you have that big down day, expanded rage down day. But let's just talk about the rotation here. And growth yeah. let us out of this, right? Kathy let us out of this, and uh, you know, made that low in May ahead of the market. Uh, turned. I mean, it's turned a little bit. So growth. I mean, is it is this just like a pullback from a big move here? Or do you think uh, the market's going to, you know, start to get uh, more defensive here heading into the second half of the year? You know, and guys, I have to, Joel, you and I had a great conversation again. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, you know, we had a good talk last week and and I've been kind of, you know, we, we made some moves in July. Thanks for bringing me back on and giving me credit. I appreciate it. Um, you know, this market was extremely bearish. Sentiment, consumer sentiment, investor sentiment was horrible. Uh, inflation, you know, look at, look at CPI and then PCE. Look at those charts over multiple decades and they're certainly scary but the sentiment was so bad you know it, it rivaled that of the 08 gfc when we almost lost the economy i'm saying something doesn't square up here so 
you know, and I'm asking you guys because like I've been kind of taking a summer break. I've been, you know, mountain biking with my kids and hiking and, and doing different things like, you. Uh, you know, but the market is fine. You know, we've just gone sideways and I'm asking you guys like what happened in the last week? I was at the Jersey Shore uh, yesterday I was surfing with my kids. What happened in the last week that all of a sudden we're back in defensive posture? Like I'm listening to CNBC, my friends, like they're saying buy utilities, buy healthcare. Like what happened in the last week? I'm literally asking you guys. Triple D, do you want to go first? Ha! I I think we just went full FOMO. I think we just went on full like, okay, this is it. We're going back to all-time highs. I don't yeah. know. Like you get these moves and you know it, Todd. You get a move and you start going up, up, up. Then you almost get like the upside capitulation where everybody's like, I can't take anymore. The money manager is sold in June. It's like I got to rebuy my stocks. I've screwed up and they're chasing again. And I think we kind of did that, uh, um, you know, and obviously maybe it doesn't show up on the S&P, but it does show up on a lot of individual names where it got really excited in the last week. And I feel like that's how this goes. You know, it's just on the downside. You get the, you know, sell, sell, sell. And then you get a little bit of capitulation. Same thing sometimes goes on the upside. You get the up, up, up and the upside capitulation. Maybe it showed up in the meme stocks. Maybe it showed up in some other names. But I think people are just like chasing everywhere. They just chase stocks. But I'm starting to rub, but like, am I off and just getting the tone of what people are saying in the market this week? Everyone's saying go back in defensive, go back in utilities, staples, go back into healthcare. Like, is, is am I wrong in that? Is, it seems like it's like, what did I miss? Like, we just had a massive 15, 17% rally. Growth has been rotating in. I, I'm just looking over here on another screen. We, we came in in March, kind of back to April, May, and then June, we got the good push. Earnings have been, I think, pretty exceptional. Guidance hasn't been as bad as you know they were telling us to be. But all of a sudden, it seems like, okay, like you said, FOMO, I mean, coming from record bearer sentiment, I'm not surprised. And that's why you know, we had um, in our um, RAA, we run two main portfolios. We had about uh, 20% cash in the growth portfolio. 14% of it was cash. 5% was actually a short inverse uh, uh, QQQ ETF, PSQ. Took it off July 20th. Uh, you know, it's sort first sign of sort of a of a new impulse wave up and, you know, combined with bear sentiment. Like, I, I don't know. I think it was, thank you. It was, you know, so far so good. But I just see the market now consolidating yeah, there sideways you know. before yep. the next move up. And I'm just saying, like, I don't know why people are getting bearish all of a sudden last week. Do you think the next move is up or down? I mean, we've we've had, so that's a tough <laughs> question too. And I'll throw yeah. you in because, you know, Ooh. we've had the big move down. We bounced back. If the next move is up, we're V-bottoming out of here. I mean, that's the way it would look on the charts. If the next move is down, then it's a continuation of the overall bearish trend. What's your thoughts? Yeah, so, you know, I'll, I'll throw my technical hat in here. I'm just, again, I'm just looking at yeah, it. You're good at this stuff, Todd. We appreciate it. No, thanks. I appreciate it. So, so that first little correction off the June 20th lows, like what was that percent decline? That was 5.6%. Uh, so using the technical model, you'd expect – you know, there's a little bit more of a directional uh, push down there and into July. So this wave four, again, I'm getting a little, I'd still do a lot of Elliott and Fib in terms of timing, but you know, we're always, we have longer term portfolios. I'm always trimming and adding and stuff. So I still, you know, trade and I still watch the markets like as if I'm a trader. So, I, you know, if we get a push down, Dennis, I think, you know, it, it should be a sideways sort of time buying move, maybe down two, three, four percent. And then I do think, you know, we move up. I think the lows are in. 
Um, you know, I was just listening to uh, Jim Paulson, who I respect in CBC, and he's like, okay, so uh, Melissa Lee was asking him, is inflation stubbornly high? I'm like, okay, yeah, but two years ago, all we would talk about is deflation and, and negative yields. Well, you know, if you look at real yields, look at where rates are, we've sort of normalized a little bit. And Jim was saying, you look at, and I got to go back and look at this, CPI rarely does a topping process. It's sort of a up and down. It, yeah, it sort of tops. Oh, and I thought that was interesting. I didn't have enough time to jump into that. You know, it, it feel okay. So, so if inflation is coming off, you look at commodities. I went through all the commodities, went through the ags and the and the and the meats and you know the metals and and you know a lot of them are coming off. Even some of that stubbornly high meat. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in Texas that started to come off here a little bit. So commodities are coming off. Housing is obviously coming off. We're seeing some pretty good moves down there. Um, you know, the dollar's acting strong, which is which is a uh, is a monetary policy tightener. Uh, a lot of people are trying to tell me that dollar strength was a sign of 08, um, you know, risk aversion. And I'm saying I don't think it's 08. I think it's more, you know, the rest of the world selling their their uh, local currencies to buy dollar to buy U.S. stocks because you, know, you look at the Chinese slowdown. We've known about that forever. That was the yeah. lead article on Barron's. You know, I think the U.S. stock market, yeah, it's it's pretty richly valued, but right now it's the only game in town, and and you know commodities aren't working. Fixed income is still losing proposition with where inflation is. So I think it's more like a ninety-eight, ninety-nine relationship. I'm not saying it's a tech bubble, but the rest of the world buying U.S. dollar to buy U.S. stocks. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, your your largest holding here. We're on the line with uh, Todd Gordon. He's a Benzinga contributor and founder of New Age Wealth Advisors. Uh, Tesla had a great run, uh, led the market up, ran into little problems here at 950. Uh, yeah. Your largest holding, uh, big move up. Tell us what uh, what you like. Also talk about what you like. It. You also have Ford in your portfolio. And uh, what's next? What's the catalyst? Why, why are you holding on, keeping that as your biggest position? Yeah, yeah. So again, thanks for having me on. Um, you guys did that. Um, I, I had a good conversation with Gene Munster and uh, and uh, about Tesla. And I, you know, I just look at the look at the earnings. You look at Ford. You look at GM. You look at the margins in which Tesla's operating at. You know, they're making as much money on the bottom line as as Ford and GM are selling one quarter of the amount of cars. I mean, the the obviously the debt, long term debt on the traditional automakers is massive. They're right. they're trying to unwind it. But you, you look at the you look at the financials in Tesla. Look at the margins. The operating way efficiency more efficient. Awesome. Way more efficient. And then, you know, my longer term thesis. Okay, so before we jump into that, like. Elon gets mixed up in the Twitter in the Twitter war, and then his PR stock, his you know his reputation takes a big dive on this. But I'm looking at Tesla through this whole market downturn on a relative strength point of view, with earnings that were pretty strong, and Tesla continues to hold a lot of relative strength compared to the broader market. So it's like, dude, how can you not like it? Um, I I threw some back at the end of July. I, I did a little option trade from like 800 up to eight. It's 880, I think. I made some good money on that. I'm back in a little bit of an option trade. I'm losing money in it right now. I think we might go sideways on uh, Tesla. But you know, I think the real from a technical point of view, 1050 or so, I think is going to be the real test. And you know, longer term, I think, you know, I, I hate to say it, I think the cars are still ugly. I don't know what you guys think about that. Um, once they make some cool cars, maybe I'll look at the Cybertruck. 
But my whole thing is, you know, the traditional automakers are fighting the game of trying to get a battery and secure uh, rare minerals that will go into a battery. They're playing the EV game where Tesla's playing the driverless autonomous game. And they've got whatever the figure is, 10, 20 X amount of miles driven being pumped into their servers, trying to trying to play that autonomous driving. And I think once they hook up Starlink and they they offer continuous Internet coverage and they sync up and get that data up to Tesla servers, uh, whether through the passenger cars or or the taxi fleet, like I think Elon's going to win the autonomous game, whether it's it, you it's know, taxis or, or the, I, it's going to it's going to happen. Like, tell me, tell me how I'm wrong. In no, this. I, I'm, I'm a huge Elon Musk fan. I've said it on the show and people think, oh, I don't like Tesla. I've just never been invested because I couldn't wrap myself around the valuation. But I, get it. Yeah. Yeah. but I get it. I mean, yeah. this company is way more efficient than General. It definitely should trade with a multiple way higher than General Motors or Ford. It should trade 10 times that. I don't know. That's where if it was to come in and give you, maybe it did give you a shot back in the 650, 700 area. Maybe that did give you a shot back in June, July. But, you know, if it was to ever come in back down, like it fell 50% from these prices, I could be talked into buying Tesla too. I love it. I just can't buy something a hundred times earnings. I just can't bring myself to do it. It's not in my blood, but it doesn't mean I hate Elon Musk and I hate Tesla. I'm, yeah. I'm the opposite. I love Elon Musk. I love what he's accomplished. I think he's way more efficient. I think it deserves a multiple a hell of a lot higher than General Motors and Ford. I just don't yeah. know if that multiple is 100 times earnings. I mean, he's trading 72 times, 73 times forward earnings, right? It's not. So next year, it looks like markets are expecting, what are they looking to make on an annual basis? EPS, they're looking to make $17, $16.92 a share next year into 908. So it puts you 72 times forward earnings. I mean, is that? What a steal this was just three, four years ago. I mean, you just look back and you think like, I, I don't know who the analyst was, but when Tesla was in the gutter and it didn't go anywhere for like five, six years. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah uh, I do. Pod, I do. It yeah, was just sitting I do. there around a hundred bucks. And there was an I, analyst, I think it might've even been Guggenheim that said, looking forward, this company can make 20 bucks a share. And that was before the five for one split. I mean, that analyst, you know, and then he was saying $100. He's like, if it eventually gets up to $20, it's trading like five times earnings right now. And it really was back then, but we couldn't wrap ourselves around it because they were burning cash and everybody had the Tesla queue going on and was going to go bankrupt. That did not happen. Musk proved all those people dead wrong. And I'm glad about that, you know, because I think those cars, I think the cars are awesome. I think what he's done is amazing. And I wish I would have been, and I was one that wasn't Tesla Q and I had put sold, you know, and me and Jeremy knew somewhere like, I don't think it's going bankrupt. And I was selling like the 20 of the hundred dollar puts I was selling back then for $20 or $25. It's oh, crazy, man. but I kind of wish I wouldn't have been selling puts. I would have been buying the stock because <laughs> yeah. I got to keep my premium. And, but the stocks went way up, and then all you know, you didn't participate. And, and you never stock. got put the stock. You never got. Yeah, put the yeah, stock. I know. I never oh, got yeah, the stock. I, I just got the free twenty bucks. I, but I, I mean, I have yeah. the, I have video on YouTube. I was short Tesla, and I think one seventy was a low. It's like on YouTube. I actually had like put spreads or whatever. I forgot the option structure. I bought Tesla at the low, but it wasn't to buy it. It was to cover shorts. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So I, it, it continues to go. I'm not a Tesla fanboy. I mean, I I like what Ford's doing. They're making some pretty significant investments in their EV plan, the F-150 and the, uh, and the, uh, the Mustang. We'll see, you know, it's, I, I'm bullish. I want them to do just look at the financial house there. It's a far cry away, but you know, I mean, hey, Todd, I want to, I want to get uh, interest rate hike talk here. Yeah, way, yeah. Fed right hop hike possibility. 
Um, you also showed uh, on Twitter an interesting uh, um, uh, tweet about uh, a recession two quarters after amazing above trend growth. You're also throwing everything together here. Uh, talk about the Fed rate hike, where we're at as far as the recession goes, and then looking forward at the uh, the S and P and what you know where it's trading at and what you think it may be trading yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Thanks, Joel. So I, you know, I. I, I guess this conversation is about a month old at this point, but you know, everyone's talking about recession, recession, two period or two quarters of, of contraction constitutes recession. We'll see if they actually label it. But I just went back and I said, okay, so what happened in GDP and the quarters leading up to these two uh, contractions of 1.6% in March and 0.9% in June, which as you know, is going to be revised, but you look at, you look at post pandemic and you, know, you look at the average GDP growth after the pandemic, it came out to like 5.3% um, from December of 20 up until December of 21. So we got five reports at 5.34% growth. The average 85 year growth in GDP is 3.17%. So you had like 70 or 80% premium on above trend growth, the GDP post pandemic. And then you come off two quarters for one or 2%. And it was like, oh, it's a recession. Okay. Well, but context matters here, right? I mean, we just had really strong post pandemic growth. You can say, all right, fine. It's the Fed injecting liquidity. And, you know, we continue to have very strong Fed balance sheet. Uh, they are going to obviously do a little quant quantitative tightening, but on a percent basis, it's nothing. So I think the economy is continuing to be very strong. I think the uh, earnings uh, have been have been very strong. You know, you look at there's a big debate here as we're going into uh, potential yield curve inversion. I think you're going to start to hear people say that. And something I watch, guys, is the two year Fed fund spread. And, you know, we're coming down to inversion. But if you look at the last few times when we got to inversion, and I've got the dates here, it's 2008, 2001, 98, and 91. And if you guys know your history, as like you guys do, um, I mean, that was all some kind of significant market event where the Fed was cutting rates to bring the federal funds rate down. And that's what caused the inversion between, you know, that's when you get a flat Fed funds, which is effective a 30-day or 90-day, whatever, and a two-year, you know, the two-year... Uh, is about 3.3%. Fed funds is about 2.38. We have another 100 to go. But the market knows we're going to a terminal rate of 3.75%. I mean, there's no surprises in that. And, and I mean, is the Fed going to come out? Is there going to be another disaster like those dates I just mentioned where the Fed's going to have to slash rates and that might sell off the stock market? So if inflation is going to be you know, perpetually high, which on, on a relative basis, I don't think it is, you know, it, we have to count on another disaster for the Fed to slash rates to sell the market off. I think we're getting, you know, we're getting mean reversion. We're getting volatility expansion. Like back in 2016 and 17, the Dow, you look back 100 years, the realized volatility in the Dow was the lowest in 100 years. So we're getting more price discovery. Interest rates are going up. I think it's a sign the Fed's trying to get out of the way as they're behind the curve. I think it's a good thing for the market. And the consumer, I think, has held up really, really well. Um, you, you know, five-year tips, I think, you know, it was looking at three and a half, three, seven, five, five-year expected down. inflation. It's down to two, six now. So I, I just, I, I think, you know, if we get a little bit of pullback, Dennis, to answer your question from like 15 minutes ago, um, I say buy it. <laughs> one I, more, Todd, one more. Because I think yeah. there's a typo. You sent me some notes and I think, okay. there, I think there might be a typo in here. <laughs> okay. 
I know where you're going with this, Joel. <laughs> Are you ready? Drum roll, please. Where is your long-term Dow count, and when's it coming? <laughs> yeah, I threw this out on Twitter. Um, yeah, so so where is this count? Yeah, I mean, we could be, you know, just looking at. So listen, I'm an Elliot guy. I'm, I, I've gone in the in the closet. I just can't take the abuse. People just don't understand the, uh, you know, they just don't understand. They just can't open their mind enough to it. But you know, classic Elliot is is rooted in in, in Dow theory. You know, it's just three main advances, right? In in the at the largest degree of trend, and Charles Dow penned that. And you know, if you look at you know some of the biggest advances post twenty nine. You know, that was 29 up into the stagflationary 70s. It was like 980%. And we had the 70s. And then from 82 up to 2000, you know, like that was uh, that was another 1,400%. And then we sat down in 08. So from 08 to now, you know, we're four or 450% from the lows. So, you know, each economic expansion that we've had post uh, 29, you know, should be somewhat related both in price and time. And if you look at, you know, some of the gory math, you know, I've got targets in the data from 40,000 to 63, 64,000. When that happens, I don't know. You know, I can't. I saw I can't. 66 on here. It said 66. Uh, okay. I mean, it's actually 63, four. So that was a typo. 64, Tell us, three, you better get, you better get long. I got to get back invested. I got to get back invested. I went to the sidelines a little bit here. I got to get back invested. He's got to go. No, uh, Todd Gordon, uh, Benzinga contributor, founder of new age wealth advisors. We kept you for a long time, Todd, because I mean, you just give us great information and you really give us information that like, we really don't provide our, our listeners from, yeah, told, we try and do the fundamentals, but we really yeah. appreciate. I explained to you why I'm not coming out to the Traverse and stuff. So uh, I'll try and get, I'll try and pick a winner for you in that. But uh, just great, great to have you on, Todd. And we're going to do this on again real, real thanks. soon. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it, guys. Have a great weekend. And the doors always open, Joel and Saratoga. And anyone wants to come up, you know that. Okay. All right. Thanks, Todd. See you, See you Todd. All right. We went a little bit long there. That's all right. We look. We go long for Todd. I let you guys go. You guys were killing him. He's good, man. And I didn't even get to everything that he wanted no, to cover. I know. We could ask Todd all. Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff. You know, so he, he mentioned some things I like: Dow theory, Fibonacci's. But we, we won't go to those with we you like guys. The fifth. You know? We like the fifty. Me and Joel like the fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're Fibonacci. Yeah, we like we got the fifty. I'm a Fib fan, man. I like the fifty. I'm a Fib man. I'm a Fib man. You're not a businessman. You're a Fib man now, fib Dennis. Man, Fifty. <laughs> All right, we got Forget one minute. About the one three, minute. Three, what? Yeah, what do we want? We don't even have just time overall market. Stuff. Yeah, just overall market. Overall what, market. What, what I'm, gonna let, trip, watching, I'm gonna let the trip go first. What do you say, Triple D? Um, I, I I'm waiting for a bounce. I'd sell more stocks, but I'm not gonna sell it down. Today we're down forty handles because you know what they do? They come in and buy it again. So I don't think we're just whooshing down and this is the end of the world here. I do think that it's still for intraburies and cash. I'm selling reps. And when I'm trading, I'm doing a little more. I'm still buying dips, selling reps, short reps, buying dips, still trading. Kind of trading market neutral, meandering along here. It's dog days August. It's quiet. You're not going to see any really crazy moves, I don't think, until you get into September. And then it gets a little bit more interesting. So dog days of August, trade the chop by fading the chop. Yeah, going drilling down a little bit more. I'm just, you know, we did take out that low from Monday, right? And uh, so we have a new low for the week and a pretty tight 
tight range week, less than 100 handles. So I've been trying to keep my bullish cap on uh, this whole week and battling you guys. And I'll just say I will lean on that pre-market low today, 42.41. If, if, the, if the bulls can defend that early and then you drift up to, you know, 42.70, 42.75, maybe, maybe make a run and unchanged then, you know, then it's okay. You take out that pre-market low on a Friday, and I think the Bears uh, I think the Bears may have a little control. I got to hop big off. Big thing, Joel, don't forget option expiration. Option today. expiration. So you're going to see some wild moves here at the open and the close. Remember that. Yep. Balances just flip to buys here. I'm not sure if that's going to affect it, but we know they flip around a lot on these days. There'll be some wild volatilities. You get some opens, you know, that might be too high. Opens that are too low. You might get some closes too high or too low. I typically fade those moves. Like a stock's opening way up. So I go, oh, I'm going to buy. It's going to go higher. Uh, the money's being made fading the moves usually on yeah. days like this. And <laughs> uh, I, just, I just want to thank everybody. Mitch, because I, I got a hey, RSI. Mitch. Uh, yeah, it's RSI. Yeah. RSI. Before you do the RSI, I just want to thank everyone uh, that turned out yesterday for our event. Absolutely incredible turnout. Yeah, I mean, these questions, I, I mean, they make my head spin. We tried to get to as many of them as possible. Great presentations by by Dennis and Rob. And it's so I thought about it. I was going to text you about this, Dennis. What about the timing of that event, too? You know, was what's going on with the market, with what's going on with the meme stocks and just trying to provide education. Uh, yep. You can still go to the site, I believe, later on today. It's still available for purchase. So it's still there. I, I just I thank you guys uh, from the bottom of my heart. I'm going to go over to uh, PMP Plus uh, and do some more tickers. I'm out next week. I told you a hundred oh, times. Gosh, Joel, you, who I, takes more vacations than you and and and? And Tim, who takes more vacations than you and Tim? I'm sorry. I didn't put in an <laughs> out-of-office request. But uh, going out east, going to do some biking and hiking with Lisa, going to visit my sister. Actually going to be a, in the state you of Ohio. You just went on vacation a week ago. No, it wasn't. I want Joel it, Alconin it was the and second Tim week in July. It was the second week I want week Joel Alconin and Tim Quas life. These guys like half time on vacation. It must be nice, man. Me and Mitch got to sit here. We don't even get a day off, let alone a week off. Will you guys be yeah. nice to Mitch and Dennis, please? Chat, Carmen, Chelly, Pablo, I know, gets a little little rough on you guys. Everyone, be nice to Dennis and Mitch. They, they work hard, okay? So I will uh, – I'll be back. Uh, a week, uh, a week from Monday. So wow. everyone you enjoy the fun in the sun, Joel. Enjoy the fun in the sun. All right, all right, all right. Get, get yeah, out of here. Imagine He's going to plus. And we don't this take is the vacations, new team, right? God, I don't. We don't take vacation. When did I take a vacation? When have I been on a vacation? I don't even know. I've been on a vacation two years. Dennis, does <laughs> do they give vacation days in Canada? I don't know. Not, not very often. Actually, they do. I just don't participate in any of the Canadians have lots of vacations. I don't even think they work Fridays in Canada half the people. What? I don't know. My house there, I always Dennis? go down to Friday. I'm like, oh, no crew today. Nobody works Fridays. You got an four extra room week. in that I mean, house, man? Four-day weeks. <laughs> YOLO. Yeah. Dang, Dennis, you didn't build me the little house next door. I was coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get you in there, Mitch. I can get oh, you in can build you a little house next door. We'll move Mitch in. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, right Dennis, you, we'll you have a good one. Get into this market. Do what you do best, which is, of course, trading. And like always, if you guys caught yesterday, Dennis, 
killing it, like always talking about relationships. I saw Money Mitch sneak in that chat for a little bit. I had to, man. Around the background. He's always watching. I mean, when there's knowledge, I'll be there. That's for sure. And and that's for sure what you got yesterday was some great knowledge. And I'm I'm learning. I'm still learning. And that's what you always got to be, always learning. And so I appreciate you, Dennis. Have a great trading day. All right, we're going to keep going here. Let's take a look at the overall market as we get into it. Now I can toot my horn a little bit there. Um, with this RSI turnaround there at extremes. We've talked about this in the past. I tried to explain this, how I look at RSI and that I only call it out on moments of extreme. And you take a look here. Look at those spikes above that 90, uh, 86 level. They always turn around and look, boom, turn around there. So now we're getting positive confirmation as we start breaking through Monday's low, which was 424.71. That's the level I'll watch for resistance today. As you can see, we're right above, we're right below that level. It was using it for a little while here as support, then broke it, started using it a little bit above there as resistance, maybe the 425 a little closer. But I'm going to be watching that low to see if we can stay below that. If we do, I'll be looking bearish towards the open here. Let's take a look at what other stocks you guys have on your radar. Throw it on up in the chat if you guys have a stock that you guys are watching. One stock that I feel I got right also yesterday, I started talking about DraftKings turning around as this was a stock that just went too far too fast. And I called this out yesterday right near these topping candles. Now you've seen this come on back there. I think this eventually even comes back maybe to 16, 17 where I sold it. So I'll be watching stocks like this. Throw up stocks if you guys have one here in the chat and I'll take a look there. All right. Um, what other ones do you guys have? Watching but never give a shout out for the chat. What do you mean? I always give a shout out for the chat. Um, but let's keep going here. Uh, what other ones have you mentioned here? Apple. Okay. Apple here at uh, 175, pulling on back here a little bit. We'll see what happens here in Apple. It's up there towards 175. Of course, um, a lot of people caught some of those kind of security concerns that were mentioned about Apple. Now is this the topping of Apple? And look who we have coming on in. AB in the house. Yeah, I don't know if you saw, but I saw on Twitter yesterday that uh apple cfo or one of the executives is selling some stock that's not a good sign if you're a shareholder yeah and did you see the the hacks there was some hacks no. did you check your iphone dude your iphone dude, well, could be taking control right now really i i it's okay so i got a venmo hack the other day that Ooh. wasn't really okay it wasn't okay here's listen how scary this is so i'm on the golf course with uh randy and michael you know everyone not everyone <laughs> but there are people on the golf course with us and randy calls me and is like hey, do you still need the money? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I just got a Venmo request from you that said like, left my wallet at the store, need $300. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't me. So he's got me thinking someone hacked my Venmo and I'm freaking out because my Venmo is linked to my bank account, right? If someone's in my Venmo, they could just Venmo $500 out of my, my Bank of America checking account, no problem. I log into my Venmo, I don't see anything, whatever. Other people, Michael Murray, someone else reaches out to me and says they got the same message. What I think happened was they someone created a Venmo account with like my profile picture, my name, and started reaching out to people, but they didn't have access to my actual Venmo account. Mm, not so the I real. Didn't get, 
I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get a true hack because if they if they had actually hacked my my Venmo account, I would have been screwed, right? They could have just Venmoed money out of my bank account. They could have Venmoed money out of my 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 Venmo. Well, Apple users are checking their phones today. They've been advised to immediately update their iPhones, iPad, and Macs to protect uh, against. I, I, some security vulnerabilities. So I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that right now. So um, Mitch, real quick for all access. So it. so for for everyone out there in the audience for for all access, we will be having our all access show today. We've got three great companies joining us. We had four originally. The first one is unable to make it now. So we were gonna start um, around this time. We're, we're we're pushing that back a little bit. So in the meantime, I figure I'd hop on here, hang out, Mitch. Um, if you want, I can hang out here for a second give you a break, but I think we're going to keep this stream going until about 9.30 or so and then transfer over to uh, to All Access. Sounds good to me. Let's keep on going. Let's take a look at some of the and, stuff uh, that people are calling out. Last thing on the All Access, everyone hanging out in the in the audience. If you guys haven't hung out uh, for an All Access before, essentially we'll, we'll be bringing on three companies, give you guys direct access to those companies, and we will also be giving, we, we are doing a giveaway. So um, I, I'll get the exact details on that, but I believe it's three winners will win $50 cold, hard what? cash. So if you want to start your Friday out, right, you want to start your weekend out, right. And win, you know, 50 bucks real quick, stick around for all access. And, and honestly, I mean, you know, think about it, right? A few hundred people hang out. Three people are winners. You actually got a decent chance of winning today. So Aaron, I want to point out that last time Whoa. we did this giveaway, I think we only had, I don't know, five people enter. So uh, you have some pretty good chances. Definitely join the stream and be sure to sign up when we drop that link. I yeah. knew I should have I answered. Mean, I'm having, I, I, I told all my buddies about the giveaway. So I have about 10 of them entering and I have a standing deal with them where if one of them wins, I get half of that. So At least a beer, uh, right? <laughs> at least a beer, yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely good. I tried to laugh like that, but it wouldn't work. Uh, let's keep going, guys. Yeah, definitely check it on out. And we'll make sure that we throw up that link in the chat. So if you guys get a couple of moments to sign up, go ahead and do so before the bell here. Um, there's some stocks definitely being mentioned in the chat. I'm going to scroll up a little bit and we can go through some of these as we get towards the open. Um, what do um, you think about the, the – oh, well, I don't know if you're doing your news thing, but we'll – what about Ryan Cohen, AB? What do you think about that? Oh, that was situation? that was on there. I mean, so so here's here's the new storyline, or I guess what the you know media is kind of running with with is now, you know, Ryan Cohen bought a stake in BlackBerry or not BlackBerry, Bed Bath and Beyond, used you know essentially used retail investors to pump up the stock to get this narrative going, get people to buy it, and then he used them, used the retail investors that bought this for the for the short squeeze storyline. Use them as exit liquidity. Said, okay, now that now that we've gotten some volume, now that we've gotten some action, I'm going to get out of here. So I think Ryan Cohen made a nice few bucks on the trade. I don't even think he made as much as the 20 year old kit, though. Um, but either way, Ryan Cohen officially out of uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. Um, and honestly, this is, I mean, I don't know how many you know opportunities you get. You get about two, right? He, he, I mean, he, he he killed it with Chewy, right? And then with GameStop. Mm -hmm. We talked about this with Luke on the stream yesterday. There hasn't really been any like substantial business changes to GameStop, which a lot of people thought with Ryan Cohen coming in. Um, and then now with, with, with Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah, and then remember they did that uh, four for one split. And I think it's just, you just cracked that price point now. 
Do we just start getting this GME to start giving up here? Um, I think they're going to have some people give it, up on him. It, it, it was funny because I remember uh, when, when it was disclosed that Ryan Cohen did open his black or not black. I keep saying Blackberry Bed Bath and Beyond steak at the time. So the stock skyrocketed just off that news. I want to say it went up like 10, 15 percent or something. I remember maybe even more because maybe there was already some short interest and it kind of started to squeeze a little bit. But I remember talking to Spencer about it at the time and I said, there's really nothing stopping Ryan Cohen from buying this stock, seeing it go up 20 percent in a day and saying, all right, yeah, that's a million dollars. I'll take that. But you really only get one of those like you only get one of those. You know, you, you can only use that bullet one time. And then, uh, you know, people probably won't do that again. But he kind of did that. He just took a little bit longer than, than one day. Now, the one thing that I think is the question is, does, do people just sell out at like GameStop because they don't want to be a part of anything that Ryan Cohen does? I think that's a question that you can actually ask yourself. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's certainly a a question. I I, I think you probably will see that today. I mean, you see, um, well, I don't know. How's GameStop doing pre? I mean, yeah, GameStop's down 8% pre-market. Yeah. AMC down 6%. Bed, bath and beyond. I just don't know how you trust you know, GameStop after this, right? How do you trust? Yeah, the well, and, and I mean, to be fair, I guess, and I'm not trying to give Ryan, you know, cut Ryan Cohen any slack here because it does seem like he kind of screwed over a lot of retail investors that invest there that believed in him. But th- there's also a chance, you know, that Ryan Cohen looked at Bed Bath & Beyond, saw some opportunity, invested in it, and then over time saw that, hey, maybe that opportunity wasn't as great. Like as investors, you have the opportunity to, to cut your investments and stuff. But I don't know. It, it, it seems kind of, you know, schemey what, what, what he was doing. But, um, you know, that's the storyline everyone's running with is that he was, you know, kind of out to he, he basically used retail investors as his exit liquidity. Yeah, the worst type of person I always say is a person that acts like they're on your side, but really they have their own self-interest. Um, but let's go ahead. Let's get into some other stocks out there that are moving and what's on your radar. Of course, I'm going to be watching to see if ARKK continues to come on down. That's what I refer to as the growth names, right? And a lot of this is software application and biotech names that have been really getting hit hard lately. Uh, stocks like uh, Fate turning around, stocks like uh, Beam Therapeutics turning around. And I've been looking to see if CRISPR is going to get hit hard also you can see it's down also these were the stocks that kind of really raised the arkk and that's why i'm watching like ibb you can see it here how this biotech uh etf is starting to come down here in the last two or three days moderna is also one of course in that biotech and look how fast moderna is coming down here after a good looking chart it was starting to come back here now it's come down really fast in the last couple of days it's down about uh, over 17%. And so that's almost in its own bear market there in the last three or four days. That shows me concern about rotation away from healthcare, moving elsewhere. Where is it going to be moving to? Well, I keep an, I'm keeping an eye on, on some value trades or some defensive names uh, to see if they can get some lift like PG. I saw CL setting on up for a breakout. That one's continuing that nice little setup here. You can take a look here on the monthlies. It's really trying to break and push through, getting to that 85, 86 area. So these are some stocks that are on my radar. What has lately been on your radar, AB? Um, what about Wingstop? Have you seen this? The Wing. Let's take a look. 
Ooh, nice little bounce back there. Man, that thing's um, pretty far. Do, do, do you know why we're talking about Wingstop right now? Why? I don't know if you saw in the headlines yesterday, but chicken wing prices, our wholesale chicken wing prices, are now back. They, they are now cheaper at a lower price than they were before COVID. So chicken wings were one of the things that, you know, one what? of those commodities that during COVID got really expensive and people were freaking out about, oh my God, you know, chicken wings are, are getting so expensive and all this stuff. And now they're cheaper than they were before COVID. It actually are cheaper than at any time in the past four years. Um, and, you know, if you think, okay, that's great news for you and I, Mitch, we're going to go to Wingstop and get some cheap, you know, buy one, get one deals on wings. Wingstop's not really saying that. They basically have already come out and said that how great that the dropping price in chicken wings is is for their for their margins because they can essentially keep the price the same for customers while the, their input costs shrink. You know how it is, and then been, there's been a lot of talk of this, right? With inflation going higher, boosting a lot of prices. Yes, inflation might come down, but the prices probably won't. So we get screwed in all of this. And so that's why there's so much backfire to the Fed for creating this inflation, because, I mean, at the end of the day, I think we created this inflation um, during the time when we just pumped money into the system. And who gets really left out here? I think it's your average consumer because prices are going to continue to skyrocket. And if anything, they're not going to come down, even though inflation and their margins because businesses are just going to be like, there's no point in bringing our price down. We're just going to increase and make more money on our margins. So this is something that we need to keep. Yeah, I, I, I do think. And, and that's, you know, as corporate worker in the chat saying, that's how an example of how economists, you know, talk about prices being sticky. That just because input costs go down doesn't necessarily mean that price passed off to the consumer is going to go down. Um, but I, I think w with this time around. There is a lot more attention on it, right? I think a lot of people who maybe aren't in account into the economy or into business see this and they see, you know, like, right, most people aren't looking at the CPI and stuff, but they'll see th things like the headlines of gas prices and chicken wing prices. So if they see the fact that chicken wings are now cheaper, but that companies aren't, aren't changing the prices, there may be some more backlash um, on that now. So um i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll see I, i'm confident at least that the drop in prices will will if it doesn't lead to to lower prices for us it'll at least lead to like you said mitch less inflation doesn't necessarily mean the prices are going to go down but maybe they stop going up did you see this move today in Foot Locker? i don't know if you've been buying up some shoes ab but looks like somebody has their earnings report wasn't even that great they just fired their ceo and hired somebody else and I guess this is why the stock is ripping here in the pre-market. It's up there towards $40 now. And their earnings were kind of, I mean, they're down year over year. Sales missing. Uh, the EPS consensus is, is given like, you know, uh, a lower EPS. Comparable sales decreased 10.3%. The market doesn't care. It's looking at Foot Locker towards the upside. I know, I know you like your Crocs. Maybe this helps. I, 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 I do like my Crocs. Um, Crocs. It's interesting now. I mean, I'm going to be watching Foot Locker today. I, I just don't see how this move even got started here. But hey. Yeah, is this one that has a bunch of short interest? I, it, 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 I don't know if it has high short interest. One thing that we did check out in pre-market prep um, with the guys was 
that we talked about how it has a very low PE ratio. It has about seven forward looking. It's not like, you know, something in the twenties or even in the fifteens where the average is for the industry, but man, this, this is ripping there. Foot Locker getting Ulta CEO. Is that what it is? Is it because they believe in Ulta? Oh my God, dude, look at Ulta. I mean, Ulta has been a monster. And some of these, I, I need to, is that what it is? someone in the chat, I, I need I need a uh, I need someone to help me find some of these stocks that I don't use. Like I don't know, you know, Ulta. I don't know, but like a lot of these come on, stocks you know you got the, Ulta, AB. I, yeah, you're right. A lot of these stocks <laughs> where the where the uh, I gotta get the gift cards. You know, I you gotta I, go I get there my and get the gift cards. They're, pop- they're popular. They're popular. The gift cards got, are popular. I got some. Um, I need someone to help me do some research on these stocks that I don't use because, like, all these stocks where the customer base is is primarily female have like been doing so well over the past few. Like, you look at Ulta, you look at Lululemon. Yeah. That's why that's why we had that stock guy on on Twitch talks about don't bet against Becky. You if you look at what the portfolio of returns is between like Ulta, Starbucks, Lululemon, um, you know, it's incredible. These companies just have a, such a good loyal fan base. Um, and yeah, I don't, you know, Hey, we'll see what happens. Uh, Estee Lauder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to look at there. We'll see. I mean, a lot of bottoming. I don't know how you feel about this market now. What do you feel? Do you feel like we're just going to make our way slowly, but surely up back to all time highs? Doesn't mean it needs to be this year, but do you think that we ever get back down towards the three seventies, let alone the three sixty five bottom? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think we're touching those bottoms. I think if we if we have a little pullback here, two, three, five percent, you know, that might happen. We've gone basically straight up the past, uh, you know, two months. So I, I wouldn't, you know, be shocked to see a little pullback mm-hmm. here. But I don't think we're going to test the lows. Hey, good call out there. We'll see what happens, right? I mean, that's what a lot of people are starting to question. Will it come back all the way down there? I mean, that's a big move down if it's going to go back all the way over there. So I don't know what brings us down that far. Um, of course, it could be China tensions, but it's just something that we got to keep on watch. Um, also, build.com was having a great move this morning. So we'll keep on watching that towards the open here and see how that pushes. Uh, see if it can get that next step up. Well, we got about seven minutes towards the open. If you guys got stocks you guys want to check out, keep throwing them up. We'll go ahead and run through them. See anything in your in the chat that you want to cover there, AB? Uh, let me go through the chat real quick. Looks like uh, Jamie's got. looking at Visa. I don't really watch the credit card stocks a lot. I, a lot. I probably should. I, I don't know. Um, Nike. Someone's asking about Nike. That uh, Nike could move off of the Nike the Foot Locker news. Of retail retail sales. Here's my thing, Mitch. Is I think right now, you know, with a lot of names like Nike. I mean, Apple's different because Apple's already pretty much back to all time highs. But I think a lot of these names like Nike that have such great, uh, you know, brand recognition and like a loyal customer base, a lot of them are still trading down 20, 30 percent. And I'm starting to look at a lot of those names and just see them as buying opportunities saying, hey, look, if we, uh, you know, even if the economy, you know, isn't firing at all cylinders in the next three months, if we're edging back toward normal and working back toward there, these names like Nike, these names that have uh, a great uh, you know, customer base are gonna be able to to bounce back pretty quickly because as the as the economy starts to to ramp up and people are spending more money, they go to the names that they know. They go to the names that they like. You get an extra hundred bucks in your account this month, you might go buy a new pair of Nike shoes. 
Yeah, especially if uh, AB sends me 300 on uh, Venmo. On Venmo. <laughs> Uh, let's take a look at some other ones that have been moving. Uh, looks like someone wants to take a look at Walmart. Oof, that's a hard call from here. I don't even know what to say at this chart. I, I mean, I was bullish in the past, but that was before we did this whole gap down, pull up, gap, gap up, then pull down now. I mean, it could just fill this gap and, and kind of hold sideways. I would watch uh, the low from Tuesday, 138.19. Right now you're at what 138.61. So look to see if you break that. You could fill the gap today. I mean, it's not something that I would leave out of the realms for it to fill, but it's a hard chart to call. Yeah, I kind of see Walmart similarly to where I, as I see Nike. You know, like a name that has you know great brand recognition and, and a good customer base. It kind of is about your time horizon, right? If you're uh, you know looking to potentially buy Walmart and put it in like a long term account. You're looking at right now an opportunity to buy Walmart still 12% off its highs. You know, it's not a, a super big drawdown, but still, I mean, that's 12% off its high. You know, that's a 12% discount. You go to Walmart, you see something uh, on sale for 12%. It's not bad. Um, so, you know, names like that where I think if you're, if you're looking long term, it's okay to add a few shares here. Now, you know, if I was going to buy this as a swing trade for like a month or so, I don't know, maybe I wait a little bit to see if you give up some of those gains then, and then maybe you may maybe buy that back. How do you feel about the Bitcoin stocks today? Bitcoin going down pretty fast and these have run pretty significantly. MSTR, Mara. What do you feel about these? Do these come back down all the way to their lows? Yeah, I mean, I think right now, you know, Bitcoin, you know, is kind of at the it's it, it's it's like the the overall market right now. I think it's just in this zone where it's really looking for some more direction from the Fed, um, because right now there's a lot of you know essentially the market started pricing in that the Fed will pivot at some point in the next six months or so as we're seeing inflation coming down and maybe you know, if unemployment starts ramping up and whatnot. But from all we've heard from the Fed, they're basically standing by saying, hey, we're still going to increase rates. You know, we're still going to do this. So until we get more conviction that all right, inflation's coming down, rates are going to start coming down. I don't think Bitcoin's, you know, going to make any crazy moves from, you know, 20. It's at twenty one and a half thousand right now. I don't think we're like you know, and make any runs back up to 40K or, or, or go back up to all time highs unless we get back into that environment where the Fed's cutting rates and you have a lot of that free money flowing around. So right now, a lot of the crypto investments just aren't interesting to me. Um, again, like there just won't be enough alpha baked into those returns un until we get some more conviction from the Fed, until we get some more direction from the Fed. Yeah, I think too many people thought that Bitcoin was just going to bounce back and then go back to 100,000. And one thing that I've always seen in Bitcoin is that it comes in waves. It has periods where it's in the news and it just stays in the news. And then it has periods where it kind of just washes out a lot of investors as it gets out of the forefront. It hits, hits to the backside of the, of the road and then all of a sudden, boom, there you get another wave in Bitcoin. But when will that wave come? I think it doesn't come until really 2024. So who knows? This could be a bad couple of years for Bitcoin. Uh, the four-year wave is what I look for. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, from a macro perspective, a lot of Bitcoin maximalists, a lot of a lot of crypto traders have been, 
you know, hoping this could be the start of, of another bull run, but I just don't know. I don't, I don't see I don't see a, a bull run happening without, um, again, that action from the Fed. Um, I did see someone ask about GovX in the chat. I haven't looked at any of the, of the monkeypox stocks in a minute. This is one that, uh, you know, spiked on the monkeypox. I, I believe that day, August 1st, when this thing hit its uh, high of the last, you know, six months or so was the day that Biden declared monkeypox an emergency. And you can see how that's kind of been a sell the news event since then down about, um, you know, 50 percent. Yeah, I think this is uh, no play for me now. Um, it, these stocks love to do these runs um, whenever there's kind of these news that are driving the headlines. But to me, as soon as you see it kind of start uh, consolidating, that's when I think that you got to get out of them. It's okay to be in them if you're getting the run and the run and the run and the run. It just keeps pushing on up. But there's always moments when that kind of turns around there and you get hit hard on GovX there. Um, it went from $4 right back down to $2 and could easily be back down below $1 where it was. This was a 70 cent stock just about two or three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. So, so I've, I've, I kind of missed the boat on some of those monkey, monkey box trades. And once I did, um, I wasn't really seriously looking at them for potential investments just because they'd already, already gone up so much. All right. Looks like we got a new visitor. Yes, sir. Morning, guys. How are we doing? Uh, waking up now with that voice. Let's do it. <laughs> morning, Mitch. Good morning. Bree, I know we got a headline Michael. check coming up. Yeah, we're uh -oh. doing all right. We're doing all headline right. We got a headline check, check with Bree. Yes. We're going to look at the okay. markets, look at what's going on out there, get things started for all access and get rolling. Thumbs on up, guys. Take on over. Do your thing. Let's do it. All right, we're going to go ahead and go over to the next stream on all access. So stick, stick around. This stream will automatically redirect you there. Stay tuned. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.